Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game 5 to 2 to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees with this 9 to nothing crusher have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. Hi, welcome back, Yankee fans. This is a special bonus episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. In between episode 63 and 64. I'm joined live in studio by the podcast Padre. What's going on? Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Anything interesting happening in Yankee land? Um, I think somebody threw a uh, perfect game last night. One of your favorite pitches? Yes. Last night in Oakland, number zero, Domingo Herman pitches the 24th perfect game in Major League history and the fourth perfect game in Yankee history, joining Don Larson, David Wells, and David Cohn. If I'm a pitcher with my first name starting with a D, I want to be a Yankee. I know, right? That was uh, my, uh, Miles picked up on that. He, I, he he didn't see the game. It was on the West Coast. Miles is my son, by the way, your grandson. Want to change his name? <laughs> <laughs> so, did you watch the game? No. Okay. Did not. <laughs> I was up late doing a couple things here in the studio because I had been out the last couple of nights. And I got updates about their big inning that started with Stanton. And then I saw that they batted around. I was getting updates on the app. Right. But I wasn't listening or watching. I was doing other things. And then I finally was going to bed you know, near 1130, whatever, and get the updates. Mingo Harmonis, perfect through six, perfect through seven. And I did the good Yankee fan thing to do. I hadn't been watching the game, so I did not decide to turn it on then. Right. You didn't want to jinx them. Didn't want to jinx them. And then I woke up this morning to, you know, tweets and whatnot and saw that he, he did it. The perfect that's, game. That's what I saw when I got up. I saw the uh, the yes notification that he was perfect. I says, oh, I guess I got to go watch the highlights. I did. I watched the nine-minute MLB YouTube channel package. He was dealing. I said his curveball was uh, dropping. You know, before we get into this, you mentioned when we started our favorite pitcher. And I was transparent about this on Twitter that... We shouldn't jump to be super excited because we can't deny his domestic violence issues. Right. He was suspended for those egregious things. And I don't know that we can celebrate this as, as we did with other ones. It's, it's America. Everybody gets a second chance. There's been nothing negative since his suspension. So, you know, when he, he's, he's been clean. But, I, I mean, you're right. But I, I, I don't think we can fully talk about it without at least acknowledging that. But when you look at it from a pure baseball point of view, did a hell of a job. 
there have been other people I know in the past. You hear about somebody either throwing a perfect game or a no hitter, and like, who who's that guy? Like, you'd never heard of them before. Is even having a chance of doing this, and all of a sudden, boom, they're they're in the history books. So, I mean, if you ask, who who do you expect to throw a perfect game for the Yankees? Oh, Cole, or maybe uh, Nestor. And nope, nobody would have picked Domingo Homan, although, as we said before, he did have that game against Boston where he was throwing a no-hitter for, like, what was it, like eight innings, I think? But as you said, they, they eventually lost the game. But y- you never know on any given day what somebody is going to do. And And just think, you know... Uh, you know, we're both educators. We could have been up last night to say, oh, I don't have to wake up early tomorrow. We could have watched the game. I'm sure there were people who maybe debated going to see a Yankee-Oakland A's game in the Bay Area yesterday who were like, eh, I'm not going to get tickets tonight, even though they probably could have very easily. No, they they said there was a large Yankee fan contingent there. Hey, if I was going all the way to Oakland for these three days, I would have been at the game. I wouldn't have. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't have went and said, ah, I don't want to go to the game. But, but if you were a, maybe a casual A's fan, you missed out if you weren't there. But certainly the Yankees do travel. Oh, yeah. There, there was nothing last night being an A's fan to say, oh, oh look who's pitching for the Yankees, Domingo Homarn. Let, let's go. Let's get tickets. It would have been, I think we'll have a shot at getting a good seat. <laughs> They're available. The other thing that I thought was interesting is if you were listening to this game on the radio or watching it on television, no Michael K, no John Sterling on this game. K coming back from the London series game that he called for ESPN and John Sterling did not make the road trip. So you had Ryan Rucco and Justin Shackle on the call. And I, I heard on the radio uh, coming down to the studio this morning that um, there was a headline in the post. I forgot exactly what they said. It was on uh, Boomer and Geo. And they were trying to make a big deal out of, like, do you think this is a slap in the face, the way they're saying? Oh, that the calls, the game was called excellently, something like that. Like, oh, is this a slap in the face to uh, Sterling and Kay? And I'm like, I wanted to call up and say, what do you guys got to make something out of every little thing? It's four hours of radio. They have to do something. Yes. I don't know. I mean, we don't have to go too far down that rabbit hole. We're going to talk about this for like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to fill four hours. I mean, I'm sure they wish they were there, like, oh, how many chances do you get to see a perfect game? But, you know, they they weren't there, that's that, and life goes on. Before you got here in the studio, I'm sure this is one of those instant Yankee classics. I got the notification that if you missed last night's game, you can watch it right now as we're recording. If you have the Yes app. (laughs) If you have the Yes app. Uh, So the Yankees came into this game 43-36, and and uh, they are currently 44-36. and They are nine and a half games out of first place in the AL East behind Tampa and Baltimore. And I believe you said they had, uh, what, where do they rank league-wide? They, they have the eighth-best record in the American League. When you say that, had the Yankees lost last night, and I forget who, I don't have the full standings up, but if they lost and something else happened in another game, they would have been out of a playoff spot on Thursday, June 29th, as we're recording this. They would have been ninth. It's like they're doing it with, with smoke and mirrors right now. I don't see how you can continue to say, well, all right, Judge isn't here. We're not playing well. One guy, no matter how good he is, shouldn't dictate how good the team does. I mean, the rest of you, you're all professional baseball players. They should all be ashamed of themselves. Oh, my batting average is uh, 193. 193? I mean, that, that, that's, that's an embarrassment. Hit the ball, put it in play. Don't tell me Aaron Judge comes back tomorrow and all of a sudden... I'm going to bat 260. And, and that's odd because that's, at least in my life, that's not how the Yankee teams were built where 
one guy made everything else happen and yeah, it's, it's, everything else good. That's not how the Yankees never, are built. never been like that. Never. It's, I, I mean, I said to you, like, look, Josh Donaldson. I may be off by one or two, but he's got his seven home runs. I think he's only got 10 hits. So it's like all or nothing. He hits a home run or he strikes out. I saw some joke tweets yesterday. Well, what I thought was a joke tweet. Well, it was a joke where someone's like, oh, the lineup is out. Donaldson's last game. I was like, wait, did they cut him? What's going on? And then the person had followed up their comment with just wishful thinking that this will be the last game he plays in before they get rid of him. Yeah, he, he didn't play over the weekend. And then there was the, the news that he sat down with Boone. They had a discussion. I think it's very simple. We don't want you to play these last three games in New York because everybody's going to boo you. So just stay back. If we need you to pinch hit or something, you'll do that. And we go on the road. You'll play then. You'll play every day when we go out to Oakland and we're on the road. Get your confidence back. And we just hope when you come up to bat in New York, you don't swing and miss at strike three because, boy, are you going to hear it. <laughs> For sure. Um, so the Yankee offense came alive last night. And when you think of a perfect game, they got embarrassed the night before night by Oakland. before, yep. The, the, again, you see Oakland on the schedule. At this point, based on Oakland's performance, teams are chomping at the bit to play Oakland. Yeah, they, they're, what they say? They're on pace to tie the worst record from the Mets back in 1962. So they lose a bad game. Yes, it happens. It, it does happen, right? They're, they are professionals too. Whether they're AAA, 4A, 5A players, who knows? Um, but to then come out and win a game and perform the complete opposite side of what you could do. And the thing is, last night, it wasn't like, oh, okay, all of a sudden we have a bunch of home runs. Only Stanton hit a home run. The rest was all done singles and doubles, which is what you want them to do. Put the ball in play. Don't swing from your heels. And what, the night before, I think Volpe finally, he got three hits. He's batting over 200. He's coming along. And they're going to stick with him, yeah. which, which I think they should do. And he he had the uh, he attempted to bunt for the base hit yesterday, reached on yes on the error, you know, wound up stealing third base after advancing to second. Um, I'm pulling up the the box score now. Uh, Bader had a double, yeah, his look. third of the year, third double. Yeah, what is that? Eleven hits. Yeah, <laughs> eleven runs on eleven hits. I I think eleven hits is their total for the last four or five games. Only struck out eight times as a team in the game. But, they, but there's the guy that's got to wake up too, Lemayu. Yeah, well, I mean he, he was he, he was one for five. He got robbed. I, I did see one highlight where he hit a shot to right center field, and the the guy in play center field for Oakland is like a gazelle. He just ran it down and caught it. But now they're saying Lemayu. All right, he broke his toe last year. It's the same thing Judge is going through this year. I broke my ankle once. It's a year later. I you can't be blaming something from last year that that's causing him and his problems this year, that he's only batting, what is he batting there, 226? Yeah. That, that's, that's ridiculous for him because I'm going to quote a guy who I heard once on a podcast, I won't mention any names, that when they signed him, you were saying like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that's the year he batted like 360 in the shortened year and he won the batting title. Like, yeah, if he only bats 320 from now on, boy, did you jinx him. It's my fault because he's now batting 100 points less than that. Yes. <laughs> uh, LeMahieu is, uh, in, this year, in 243 at-bats, he's scored 26 runs, 55 hits. He's batting 226. He's got seven home runs and 26 RBIs. His, Sorry, guys. His, his, his strikeouts are up. I mean, I, I've seen him where he hits the ball hard, but there's somebody there. 
His career average is now under 300. He's batting 294 for his career. I hope that motivates him. Yeah. Uh, what else happened in the game yesterday? So Stanton had the home run. Uh, Higashioka, his seventh double of the year. He's doing a nice job behind the plate. And uh, yeah. when you I'll think f- of a perfect game, there's pressure on him too. Oh, yeah. He's call- calling the pitches. Well, I don't know. Does it come from the dugout or is he calling them? He's the one hitting the buttons on the pitch comp. He's hitting the button. Okay. Is this the first perfect game thrown with pitch comp technology? Well, I said the last one was 2012, so I'd say the answer is yes. And I think, is this the first no-hitter this season league-wide? I should have looked that up before I said it out loud. But I don't think there's been any no-hitters this year. No. There might have been one. I don't know. You talk. I'll look it up. (laughs) Talk. (laughs) Is this where we edit it out? (laughs) No, you talk. I'm listening. That's... So talk about the, is um, Cortez stayed at the start throwing yet? That I don't know. And uh, I know Rodon's set for his, I think, his third start at Somerset. So he's on the verge of coming back. His might be with Scranton. I think he had two starts with Somerset, and then the third one was supposed to be a triple A. And okay. yeah, yeah, Herman, uh, he's got the only no-hitter slash perfect game this season. Yeah, so the, the I mean, the, the pitching for the most part has been fine. Starting pitcher throws a clunk in once in a while. Clark Schmidt started off bad, but his past few games, he's he's been fine. He's only given up one or two runs. And I know with, with Schmidt, wins and losses really don't mean much in the modern game right now. But to see him be two and six, I mean, he has pitched well. Just, yeah. you know, that means the team has lost games. Yeah, I, well, the, I, the bulk of his six losses came the first two months. He might have lost something since then, but... It's not because he's getting shelled and they, they take him out. He's been giving them five, you know, he's pitching into the fifth, sixth inning, giving up one, maybe two runs, and that, that's good enough. If every starting pitcher for the Yankees did that every, every game, you'd say, ah, oh, we're, we're, we're fine. Uh, according to CBS Sports, Carlos Rodon will make his next rehab start on Saturday, July 1st. So that'll be his third rehab start. And he could potentially join the Yankees on July 7th at home against the Cubs. Okay. We won't see it. But hey, hopefully we'll get good news. That'll be good. All right. What do you got? Your thoughts on Herman and his perfect game? I did have one last nugget that I can throw. Oh, I thought you said you had one last nugget. I do. Do you have anything else you want to say? No. You know what it made me look up? Allie Reynolds. Do you know why? Because he... You don't know. Oh, my goodness. Like... Wait, hold on. <laughs> did he start a game? get ejected, and then they threw a perfect game and he didn't get credit for nothing? No, that was one that uh, the Babe, Babe, Babe Ruth okay. did that. He he walked the first batter. And then he was perfect. Argued, got thrown out, and then the who I don't know the name of the relief pitcher. He came in and that was it. Nobody else reached base. Um, Ali Reynolds, Yankee, only pitcher in Major League history to th- throw two back-to-back no-hitters. All right, well, Herman will be on the mound in five days. I don't what? think he's going to throw a no-hitter. Or another consecutive perfect. What I thought of looking up was, gee, before the first no-hitter, how many innings did he pitch not giving up a hit? And then after the two no-hitters, how long did it take in the third game for the team to get hit? So, like, how many innings did he pitch without giving up a hit? Have to look that one up. And, and to just to go back, it was Ernie Shore who relieved Babe Ruth and finished that game. And he threw a quasi, what does it say? Quasi-perfect game. Quasi-perfect game. Because I, nothing win. Because I believe the guy that walked. Boston. The guy that walked got thrown out trying to steal second. That was uh, June 23rd. Oh, 1917. hundred and something years ago. Yeah. Good old babe being challenged by Shohei. <laughs> what, would, what would he do in Yankee State? Shohei Otani? We're never going to find out. Although, you never know. You never know. That, that's a discussion you for want him. 
I wouldn't want him, honestly. Oh, I'll take him. The Yankees would make him decide he, he he would not get to do what he does in Anaheim. No, no. They, the only way they sign him is with the agreement that, yes, you're still pitching, and then you're DHing. I don't know what you do with Stanton. Maybe you DFA him. <laughs> hey, go, go sit in your couch. We'll give you $27 million a year. Um, the last nugget that I said I would throw out, uh, I saw some clips and different highlight packages of the post game yesterday. And while Domingo Herman and Higashioka were being mobbed to like take photos together, ball the whole thing, Herman was very intentional about getting a lot of team pictures taken with the media because I guess, you know, team effort. Yeah, he throws it, but a lot of things had to happen behind him. Rizzo had a couple nice plays at first base, diving. Oh yeah, Rizzo made a nice backhand play, ball hit down the line, yeah. And there were a lot of fly balls where you had, whether it was, you know, second base or shortstop going out and Bader in center field where Balls kind of get lost in that triangle. Bader took charge of center field yesterday and yeah. made the plays, and yeah. they weren't difficult for infielders yeah. running. You're not referencing Friday night's game where IKF should have caught the ball that dropped into short center field. Didn't want to reference it. I was just I wanted to compliment them on their defense. I saw it live. Yes. I was there. That's right. Yeah, I saw that bo- the bat hit the ball, and I'm like, oh, look how hot that that's out. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, he's still running. He's running. He's running. Oh, he's going to get it on the second bounce. I don't know what that man did. <laughs> that run should have never scored. So you were there. Uh, which I was shirt there. Did you wear which shirt that I wore? I wore the uh, Chase for Twenty Eight. Nice. And I was wearing it walking down the, the uh, podcast. Meemaw wear. Podcast Meemaw wore a uh, one of my Yankee shirts. Oh, okay. One guy pointed out and ye- and yelled when I walked by him and said, "Yeah, Chase for Twenty Eight. Everybody else just kind of ignored me. Well, hey, for for those nine innings, you were a walking billboard, and AJ and I appreciate. It. <laughs> AJ would have joined us. Not live in studio, but on the air, but uh, he's golfing today. And we were texting this morning while he was on the golf course. So late, if he does his job, and I'm going to shout him out, so now if he doesn't, that's on you, buddy. Um, there might be some audio from AJ coming up after this with his thoughts on the no-hitter. So hopefully he will send me a voicemail and get his thoughts on here. Maybe he'll be able to compare the no-hitter to his uh, hole-in-one. <laughs> well, I, as always, I tell him, good luck, and hopefully you can shoot better than the weather. All right, so here are my thoughts on the perfect game. While watching the perfect game take place, I'm always amazed by the artwork that the pitchers do in a situation like this. You know, I I have vague memories of when Coney did it and when Wells did it. I remember bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember the whole thing. This one, you know, for me, I was like just waiting for Herman to make a mistake just because that's the way it's been for the last couple of games. But as the inning started getting later and it's sitting in the sixth inning, you still got that perfect game going. This, this is really exciting. You know, then uh, the seventh day, the ninth, like it almost felt like Oakland had just given up and it was going to end anyway with a perfect game. So it's pretty impressive that he was the one to do it based on things that he's done the last couple of games. And of course, I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, huh, is he cheating? You know, uh, is the ump going to check him for something? Are they going to find anything? But obviously they didn't. And it's a good thing for him because he's had a season this year that's just been question mark after question mark. So good for him to do it. Um, you know, when we first started the show, Herman was going through a situation. We talked openly about how we felt about his actions and how much we were not in agreement with those actions. So unfortunately, his character comes in the question as to who it is, how he's doing it, and who pitched the perfect game. But that's baseball. When you look at the Hall of Fame, we have different players who did different things at different times and 
not everything was great, right? There's blemishes for every person. So whatever happened to Herman two years ago, you now unfortunately that's still how we think about him. But you know, for 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 now, let's give him his accomplishment. Let's clap our hands. Let's give him a standing ovation. And now let's watch and see as hopefully the Yankees go out there and win a World Series because it seems every time they pitch a perfect game, that's the end result, right? So kudos to Domingo Herman on his outstanding performance. Kudos to the Yankees are putting up back-to-back days of 10 runs. It's even better. So, uh, I guess not 10 runs. They didn't score 10 runs. They scored 9 runs. Hey, putting out their runs, and that's what they need to do in this in this upcoming series they have. And hopefully, as they head to St. Louis, they remember that they are the Yankees. They are a good team, and they can win. So, let's see how things go. Let's go, Yankees. Congratulations, Herman. And uh, I'll be back soon once everything kind of slows down in my world. So thank you for asking me for my thoughts, Chris. If you want to get your own Chase for 28 merch, go to chasefor28.com slash merch. And if you want to be like AJ or better than AJ, send us a voicemail, chasefor28.com slash voicemail. Connect with us on Twitter. We are at chasefor28pod. And you can also send us an old school email, which sounds funny to say, old school email, feedback at chasefor28.com. I want to thank the podcast Paisano for hopefully sending in a voicemail. And I want to join the uh, join. Words are hard. I want to thank the podcast Padre for being live in studio. And we'll be back soon with episode 64 of the Chase for 28 podcast. Go Yankees. Yes. Goodbye, everybody.